Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Philippians chapter 1. We begin in verse 25 tonight. There's some good stuff in here, it, just because it's God's Word. But man, Philippians is so powerful. Those of you who are new to this service or it's been a while, we go book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse on Wednesday nights. Okay, it is a verse by verse service. So it's a, it's a service, but it's a Bible study format as well. It's just verse, verse by verse. So look, the Apostle Paul begins here by saying, Knowing this, I am convinced. Someone say convinced. I'm convinced, he's writing this letter out of prison, that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. Now, he is not in prison. Let's hang out on that verse just a moment. He's not in prison because he did anything wrong. He did everything right. He served God. Man, he'd been beaten and shipwrecked and whipped and, and, and abused and rejected and hated and they attempted murder on his life so many times. And here he is writing from prison, not because he disobeyed God, but because he obeyed God. Go think about that. Can you imagine? And there have been many who have gone to prison and they were innocent, and DNA proved later that they were innocent. But can you imagine serving God and going to prison for it? It still happens. It still happens in Muslim countries and other countries around the world. So once again, he says, knowing this, I am convinced that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. Book of Psalms, David says, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I know we go through seasons where we're, it shouldn't be, but it is. It's life. You say, man, I'm struggling. I love God, but I want to serve him more gladly. I don't just want to be bummed out. And I'm speaking that over your life tonight. We've all been through seasons where we were just making it. Can I get an amen in here? Where you were hurt, remember? Talked about it Sunday. Disappointed, heartbroken, going through a trial, whatever. Help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. Let's go to the next verse. And when I come to you again, he's speaking here by faith, you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because of what he is doing through me. Hmm. Let's keep going. Above all, Someone say, above all. This is fascinating. He says, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven. Wow, don't live like the devil. You've already accepted Jesus, right? You don't want to live as citizens of earth. That's a, that's a dead-end street. We see where earth is going. We see, that, we see how far man's wisdom and intelligence has gotten us. Now you say, well, it got us an iPhone. <laughs> well, great. That's great, but the world's falling apart. It's falling apart. <laughs> men want to be women. Women want to be men. It's confusing. There's confusion. Bless these poor souls, man. Folks got to get saved and everything, but you got to live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then, whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose. What is our purpose in this, in this ministry? It is to serve God and serve others. You serve God and you love him. You serve others and love them. But how do you serve and love others? Man, you speak the truth of God's word. You stand for something. You're an example. 
You're standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith. That's what we do here, which is what? The good news. Your faith, isn't that amazing that your faith is actually good news? Did you know some people's faith in the world is not good news? When they don't have faith in God, their faith, whatever they believe in, it's not good news. There are religions out there that you are not guaranteed salvation. You did your best and you died and then you, man, you, <laughs> I hope I make it. I hope my good deeds outweigh my bad deeds and all this. Can you imagine if it was based on that and you missed heaven by one good deed? That would be really hard to do, but thank God for the blood of Jesus. And your faith is good news. Someone say good news. I hate bad news, but it's in life. I love good news. I love it when my wife says, baby, I have good news. I just light up. Any of you have a dog or no dogs that, that their ears perk up? Mm-hmm. Our dog nods his head. You ask him questions, he goes, I don't know if he's trying to understand or he's just doing like circus tricks. I don't know what that really is, but it's so cute. Like, I have good news tonight, and that is your faith. Your faith is actually good news. That you believe in Jesus, it is the gospel. It's good news. Let's move on. This is powerful. We're going we're gonna to hang out here a minute. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved. Let's stay right there just a minute. Even by God himself. But the bulk of this verse, look again. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. Did you know it shakes up the kingdom of darkness when you go, okay. I remember growing up, and I remember folks talking trash to each other. I went to Heiser. Um, seventh, eighth, and ninth, went to the high school here, went to Southern Heights for fifth and sixth grade. But I remember there was a, a couple times in junior high and high school, and I would watch people about to get into a fight, and it was amazing when one of them was much smaller than the other one, and they weren't rattled by it. It was just like, okay, well, you do what you do. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to alter the course of my day. I'm not worried about you. Did you know that blows people away? You go, I'm not afraid. Not just... Not just people, but the enemy, spiritual enemy, demons. See, I'm not intimidated by you. I'm not intimidated by you. I'm not worried about you. God is going to take care of you. <laughs> Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. Don't fight and argue and struggle with people. You get to the place where you don't, you don't argue with people. You say, God bless you, I'm praying for you. Don't fight with them. Where has that gotten you so far? Where there's strife and jealousy, there's confusion and every evil work. Mark my word. It's not my word, it's the Lord's word. I'm just repeating it. You want to you see a place that feels like it's full of demons and it's stressful and it's intimidating and it's bothering you? You've been in situations like that where people are arguing and fighting. It brings demons. Don't fight with people. Don't argue with them. You stand your ground in the faith and you be loving. And there's times you got to walk away. There's times you just speak the truth in love and be done. But don't keep arguing and fighting with people. I don't know who that's for tonight. It's stressful. Don't, don't get hypertension over somebody's bad behavior. Say, man, my blood pressure's up. It's time to settle down. 
Settle down, trust God, and relax. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. Someone say, even by God himself. Is your faith good news? It is, isn't it? Let's move on. For you have been given not only the privilege, it's a privilege that you get to trust in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. Now let's be real. In America, we don't suffer a lot for Jesus. We don't. I think we got a little taste of some of that in COVID. People were giving people a hard time about going to church. Would you even call that true suffering? Maybe it was a little bit of persecution. But suffering for Christ, I mean, it happens where people mistreat you just because you stood for the right thing. It happens. But, man, there are other countries people are killed and whipped and punished and beaten, like in China and, and, and different places in the world, Muslim countries, for trusting in Jesus. And our time may come in our lifetime where we suffer for Christ. Are you going to keep the faith? I think you are. Jesus asked the question. He said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith in the earth? I pray that he finds faith in you and in me. For you have been given not only the privilege, it is a privilege and an honor and a glorious, glorious place in the Lord that he's given us the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. Scripture says we've been called to the fellowship of his suffering. That's amazing. Mm, let's keep going. We are in this struggle together. He says, you have seen my struggle in the past, and you know that I am still in the midst of it. Is life challenging? Of course, my dad's not in here. He had bullets shot at him. He had rockets exploding around him. Dad says life is easy. And I honor that. But a lot of us don't see life quite that way. You say, man, this is tough for me. We know his yoke is easy and his burden is light, but this is challenging. And my I'll never forget, we were watching a movie, I think it was last November. I forgot the name of it. It was a real good movie, military movie about fighter pilots in Korea or something. And these dudes were getting shot at. And my wife looked over at me and goes, that's why your dad thinks everything's easy. I mean, you can ask him. You know, you, you're, we're kids, you know, when you ask dumb questions about people who've been in war, did you kill people? And just dumb stuff. And insensitive, really. And dad would go so far as to say, man, you couldn't tell. People are firing and shooting and falling, and you don't know what's going on. It's in the dark. Lights are flashing. Bombs are going off. The ground's shaking. That's, that's something I will probably never quite understand. But you say, man, I've never been to war. I've been in a war. I was abused. Hey, God sees what you've been through. He knows. But we can't get stuck and die there. The Apostle Paul said, we are in this struggle together. People go, man, why do you go to church? I, don't, I can serve God from home. Let me just go ahead and say this. It's very difficult to serve God from home. I say about 99% of people don't serve God well from home. That's a very big, say, oh my gosh. No, most people don't. If they don't come to church, they're not, they don't serve God, most people. It's very difficult to serve. I mean, you're not allowed to go to church. You've got to figure out stuff in a, in a communist nation or something. That's something different. But here we are in the United States of America. Let's figure out that we're in this struggle together. Let's meet together like the book of Hebrews says. Let's meet together. That's what this is for. I love seeing you guys on a Wednesday night. Y'all are hardcore. We are in this struggle together. You've seen my struggle in the past, and you know that I am still in the midst of it. Well, Paul was in prison, right? 
Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Oh, man, any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Man, I hope so. If not, practice that. Look at what he says. Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other. This, this is a stretch, isn't it, for a lot of people? Say, man, we can't get on the same page about anything. Agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. We've got to work together, don't we? Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. That, that's never been my MO, I, my modus operandi. I, I, I don't need to impress people. I don't know about you. I just don't. It keeps you from lying. It keeps you from being proud and acting and putting up a front. I don't need to impress anybody. I need to impress God. I want God to be excited about me. I want to, him to see me as his prized creation. Don't you worry about impressing people. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Does that mean walking around with no, no confidence? No, the Apostle Paul is just making a point here. He said, man, just treat everybody with honor. And people struggle with this. They'll ask you this. You've been asked this before, huh? You've, you've asked people this. Oh, you think you're better than me? I don't care if people think they're better than me. They might be. I don't care. I have a relationship with God. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to serve God. I love people. I forgive people. Let's read this verse again. Don't be selfish. <laughs> don't try to impress others. Be humble. Practice humility. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Let's keep going. I like this. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. It's easy to just look out for your own interests naturally as a human, isn't it? Man, I'm going to get mine. You ever met people like that? I'm getting mine. Hmm. Look out for other people. Simple things. We go for walks. Well, I was going to say sometimes. That's a lie. I go for a walk every morning. Every morning since this dog figured out that he is high energy. Incredible. But when we go for walks in the morning, you know, sometimes I find screws in the street. How many of you ever found a screw or a nail in your tire? It's just like, you don't feel like the joy of the Lord is your strength in that moment. It's like, why is there stuff in the street? I don't know what day it was. Maybe it was yesterday. Man, I found a screw this big, and it looked like a wood screw because it had all the, you guys know about it. Those are ideal for messing up your tires. Man, that gets in there and gets embedded, and you're messed up. But you're actually looking out for other people if you pick, pick that screw up. As simple as this, I hate it when people spit gum out on the pavement. The other day I got gum on my shoe. I don't know where I got that thing. I smelled something that smelled kind of sweet, and then there was stickiness following me everywhere. I said, what is, someone's inconsiderate. They, they drop gum out of their mouth or spit it out. And you know what it does here. You guys know, y'all been in the desert a long time. How many of you have been in the desert a long time? Gum melts out here real special-like, doesn't it? Gets in everything. It's all over the pavement, your shoes, it gets in your hair. I guess that wouldn't affect me much. Unless it got onto my arm, that'd be a problem. Just how inconsiderate. Don't look out for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. That's just walking in love, isn't it? You're called to be believers. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Ooh, that's a tall order. What a commandment. Though he was God... He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. He came to earth humble as a servant, worked as a carpenter. 
and was rejected and hated. Wow. That God would be that humble to do that. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human what? As a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. What an attitude. Let's stop there. Can you imagine the God of the universe doing that? Someone I believe in Cambodia. What was the name of that dictator in Cambodia? What was his name? Pol Pot? He was killing people, wiping them out if they were educated, uneducated. He was insecure, just murdering people who loved Jesus. And I believe this is where that happened. There was a woman who was about to get killed, and they would stand them around a hole and just shoot them, and they would fall into the hole. That was the execution, kind of like the Nazis. And the woman, I don't know where she'd heard of Jesus, but she said, I call upon the God who died by execution. If I recall correctly, it saved her life. But can you imagine the God who said, I will be executed so you can live? I'm perfect, and I created you, but I will die a sinner's and criminal's death just so you can live. That's the attitude that Christ Jesus had, and that means putting others before yourself. He, Jesus himself said, greater love has no man than this, and he, then he laid down his life for his friends. You say, man, I don't, do I have to give my life physically? Well, you can give your life in other, other ways, and that's by serving and forgiving and giving another chance and stop blaming people. Take responsibility for yourself. Love God. Have your relationship with God and keep seeking him. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Somebody say amen. Wow, there's a lot in there tonight. Wow. Let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes. Philippians 2.8. We'll stop there for now. Is there anyone in this house? I always like to make this opportunity and open this up for everyone. This is so important. Is there anyone in this house who says, Pastor Matt, if I died tonight, I don't know where I'd go. You say, man, I'm, I'm so uncertain about it. I may die and go to hell without Jesus. You say, man, that, is that harsh? Well, Jesus talked about hell a lot. He's warning us to not go there. And why would we if he made this perfect sacrifice for us? Is there anyone in here who says, Pastor Matt, I need to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of my life. Would you raise your hand tonight without shame? And I will pray with you. We will pray with you as a family. If that is you, raise your hand tonight. Let's pray together. You say, I've never accepted Jesus or made him my Lord. Please raise your hand. And if everyone has then just pray this prayer with me and agree with me as we pray for those on the live stream. Someone say, Heavenly Father, I humble myself. Please forgive me because I can't save myself from my sin. I need you. I need the work of the cross. Say, I believe that Jesus died and rose again for me. And I confess Jesus is my Lord, my Savior, the one who saves me from my sins. Forgive me, Lord, and cleanse me in Jesus' name. I need you, Lord God. Thank you for hearing me in the name of Jesus. Now let me pray for you. Just raise hands all over this place. Father, I thank you for your people tonight. Thank you for your word, which I believe has fallen on good ground. There's so much in there. Touch your people. 
Don't let them go home and forget about this. Let them live your word. Let your people walk in your word. Let your people fight the good fight of faith. Let your people be examples. Teach us your word by your spirit, but Lord, help us to jump into your word every day so that we're full of your word. We trust you, God. We thank you for tonight. You are faithful and you are good. I thank you for your people in this house, and I give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen.